again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and uh, joining me, um, Matt is actually exploring the wonders of New Mexico. So uh, in his place today, I'm joined by a guy who already lives there, John Parker. <laughs> What's up, Bob? John, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon John. You can find us on Twitter as well at HorizonRT. Uh, you can follow us on the website at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube at Horizon Roundtable. I think I got everything, didn't I? I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I don't know if things got cleared up, but I do know one thing. Bart Lundy magic is real. It's yeah, real, I mean, damn it. Already got more wins than they have either of the last two years. And, I mean, obviously. I didn't. I had to look that up, and it's like, wow, that's and, amazing. And, yeah, you can kind of rag on them for, you know, the fact that a couple of them are non-D1. But, like. Yeah, but at last, the last two years, we've had non-D1. So, I mean. Yeah, and, and I think it evens out when it's, I mean, on the flip side, you're playing Purdue, and they're seven foot nine. Guy Monster, football, yeah, that, you know, run the court. <laughs> uh, I forget Iowa State. I think you're right, exactly. Iowa State you're too. Top so. twenty-five teams. So yeah. I think that's a wash. Um, like you have games you're going to win, your games you're not going to win. Um, what's obviously been impressive? I got a little bit uncertain, kind of towards the tail end of um non-league play, where I mean, for one, they just didn't have a lot of games. Um, two, like you had that little taste of Horizon League play where they got, uh, IUPUI and Green Bay and looked, I mean, okay, they won each game comfortably, but so is basically everyone else, basically. With, um, with one noted <laughs> exception we'll talk about a little later, <laughs> which I don't um, really get, but we'll talk about that. But it wasn't like, you know, you weren't really beating your chest. No. Then this most recent stretch of league play has come up. Milwaukee is now tied for first place at five and one. They've yes. played one league home game and I mean one game against Green Bay. I, even, you know, with what I expected the team to be, mm-hmm. I would say those should be, you know, maybe their only two wins right now. And they're they're out and that was even with my expectations adjusted during that uh cream city classic uh-huh. um they're outperforming anything i could have expected so i think the one thing and i'm glad i'm glad you brought up the fact that they are they did lose one game and they lost that to oakland but i think we have to remember a couple things with that one they were us they were off for three weeks because they were supposed to play rhode island and they didn't yeah. So that might have been – also, they just weren't – they did not play very well at all in that game. That's for sure. Well, but and, also, and we, have was, to, we have to balance that with the fact that – we'll talk a little bit about this later. Oakland isn't as bad as their record indicates anymore. No, yeah. Um, and, yeah, can't be mentioned. It, and he obviously – I mean, he knows the team pretty well. He hit yeah. the nail on the head. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I think it's going to be interesting because another thing he mentioned, Milwaukee is now one of two teams that doesn't have a loss at home in yeah. the and for 
both of them, the reason is essentially, well, okay, I mean, six games in, one of the two has played two home games. The other has played one home game. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, on paper, the fact that Milwaukee is five and one with one home game under its belt is really, really good. Yes. Um, this league every weekend is going to be intense pretty much, except for specifically if you're Milwaukee, fingers crossed, I'm not jinxing it here, but um, they do get that one weekend where they get Green Bay. They also play IUPUI. Yes. They should be able to get through that one again okay. Um, but every other weekend, it's going to be a dogfight. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean – I mean, if we're being honest, the 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 Purdue Fort Wayne game they won by four. That game that falls under the category of games that aren't as close as the final score indicated. Yeah, because Milwaukee pretty much Milwaukee pretty much put and kept Purdue Fort Wayne at arm's length the entire game. Yeah, and and you know so yeah so so they did get back to you know only losing by four, but it wasn't that close. I mean, no. it really wasn't. I mean, it was <laughs> it was at a minimum a two possession game, two three possession game the entire game, at minimum. Yeah, so, I think. Uh, I'm gonna have to cheat. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the closest it got after. Let's see. Okay, so it was six to four. Yeah. Purdue Fort Wayne. Uh huh. Milwaukee hit a three. It never got closer for the rest of the game no. than it did five minutes and one second in. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I believe that uh, I believe that uh, the the announced crew, who uh, incidentally was not John Nolan this weekend, by the way, I guess he was under the weather. Um, they mentioned that as well that uh, they the they had one lead at six to four, Purdue Fort Wayne, and then they never led again and <laughs> never set the lead again. So yeah, so and and with Milwaukee again the. The big thing about Milwaukee is they're not going other than the IUPUI and Green Bay games. The rest of the games have been tough. I mean, this they're going in th- they're going through the buzzsaw of the schedule where they're going into Michigan with two teams that arguably have been are are you know could be at the upper half of uh, top half of the conference. You have Cleveland State, who is clearly going to be okay post-Dennis Gates. You have a Purdue-Fort Wayne team that is one of the most experienced teams in the league. So they are going through the first six games, you know, those first two games, notwithstanding the rest of the schedule, not only have you been going through the bus all, you've been doing it on the road, too. Yeah. Um, and so and- to be to be 5-1 and one with that, that's going to be huge for them. I mean, That's yeah, be huge for definitely, definitely. They do have four straight home games coming up. Granted, it's Northern Kentucky, Wright State, uh, the surprise Robert Morris, and then Youngstown State. So it, yeah. it won't be easy, but it'll you be You know what? Is, is Robert Morris really a surprise anymore? I mean, if we're being honest. I mean, if they're, are they really that much of a surprise? Um, but I'm glad you brought up Northern Kentucky because they too are five and one, but they are a very, very shaky five and one, <laughs> a very yeah, shaky five and one. It's funny because so much of it is the same, just getting games by, you know, the getting wins by the skin of their teeth, unless the hair of their chinny chin chin. Yeah. Um, 
they they had the one weekend IUPUI in Wright State, but other than that, I mean, in league play, out of it has been play, a knockdown dragout for them. Yeah, and Thing both. Is, I mean, the the overtime game again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. They're kind of they're in the opposite situation from Milwaukee. Yeah, they play five home games. Uh huh. And then IUPUI. <laughs> yeah, they're one road game. I mean. And their game, and, and and these are the games they play are at home, and they have been all of them have been super close. You have the you have the uh, you have the extra frames game, the start out against Youngstown State. You had the Robert Morris game; they only won by four. Hey, granted, they had IUPUI and Wright State, which are both boat races essentially. But then you turn around, and then Northern Kentucky. They lose the lead and end up losing to Oakland, who again, not as bad as their clearly not as bad as their uh, record indicates. And then they barely get out. They they barely they have another overtime game against man. That they have to they have to get out against Detroit Mercy, and which is, by the way the funny part of that game against Detroit Mercy at the buzzer uh, the. Trayvon Faulkner hit a three-pointer at the at the buzzer in the first half to put him up by one, and then he and then he shot another three-pointer at the end of the second half to put him in overtime. That was double that clutch, was double clutch for Trayvon Faulkner right there. Yeah. Double clutch. Game was a bit of a mess, but that was intense. That was very exciting at the end. <laughs> I mean, and you knew what you were going to get in. I mean, it seems like I think their biggest, uh, I think Northern Kentucky's biggest issue was it did not seem like they game planned for Jaden Stone at all. <laughs> they didn't. I, it did, just didn't seem like they did. They game planned for Gerald Liddell, and obviously he wasn't there. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, yeah. And by the way, again, Troy Mercy gets hurt again by a player that's hurt again mm-hmm. and, and stop me. If you heard that one before, <laughs> How, I mean, they, other than Antoine Davis, Detroit mercy has not had every, it seems like every player that's been on a, on the Detroit Mar- Detroit mercy roster for the last five years has been out of, has been hurt at least one or two games at least. Yeah. I wish I was joking. I'm not. So yeah, that's that's kind of the issue here, but they still made a game of it because Antoine was shooting out of the gym and Jaden Stone, oh my God. Northern K- Kentucky clearly didn't game plan for. Antoine almost stole that game at the end. He of did. The I mean, literally, Absolutely. steal and, three, fouled. Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it looked like they were dead in the water. They were down nine, and then he just. I mean, four point play, he, man. Yeah, not quite single-handedly, because obviously Stone was doing quite a bit, but um, almost single-handedly put him back in it. Yeah. Yeah, and somehow they, yeah, and and if not for a, and again, if not for a Trayvon Faulkner three-pointer at the buzzer, this this is a Detroit, a Detroit Mercy win, and we have Milwaukee all by themselves in first place and a giant and a giant log jam at four and two, as if we don't already have a giant log jam at four and two. 
Oh, it could have been six teams. That would have been wild. <laughs> oh yeah. So so yeah the so yeah had had so yeah had uh, had Purdue Fort Wayne beaten Milwaukee, which they didn't, and had had Northern Kentucky gotten swept at home this week. Yeah, we'd had six teams at, at four and two. <laughs> six, six teams tie for first place. Fortunately, that it didn't go down like that. That's the MVC's problem, although they're not even in first place. But no, um, we just have Fortun- three. We only have three, thankfully. We have two teams at five and one, and they're playing each other in Milwaukee. And you gotta <laughs> get. I, I think we're at the point where you gotta give the advantage to Milwaukee at this point, because Northern Kentucky has been having some, has been struggling. It seems like every time I turn around, Northern Kentucky is in a game that's going down to the wire or is in overtime. That is taxing. We'll see. And, is, and at a certain point in time during the season, that's going to come. And that's going to that's going to jump up and bite them in the ass because that is they're going to be out of gas if they keep this up. Like keep I said, up with these last minute on deals. Paper, on paper, yes, I agree. Advantage Milwaukee, but in practice, yeah. Is is being at home this year not an advantage in this league? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it is the Horizon League, so you never know. <laughs> you you could be right. <laughs> you could be right. One thing I did notice. One interesting thing about this game, though, was the was that the that Chris Brandon didn't start this game against yeah. Detroit Mercy. Emmanuel Zorgval did. So I'm not sure what I, I'm not sure what the thought process was there because Chris Brandon was huge down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think you know what, and honestly, that might have been a good game plan considering how many times Northern Kentucky has been in overtime. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brandon only played 22 minutes, so he was he was far fresher than you know anybody over at Detroit Mercy. <laughs> I noticed, by the way, that yeah, Bwai Coco did not play. I just noticed that he didn't play against uh, Northern Kentucky. So another guy was he hurt? Like yeah, we this is what we have to keep putting up with. <laughs> and I don't. It just seems like I, if you look at the minutes played for for Detroit Mercy specifically against Northern Kentucky, and outside of Antoine and Jaden Stone. You got, you know, you basically have a hodgepodge from three to five. I, it's pretty clear to me, obviously, that that not having Gerald Liddell in the lineup hurts because then it would only, then you'd only be like rotating two teams, two play, you know, rotating yeah. two spots instead of three. Yeah. Because it seems like the first two are pretty well set in stone. Jaden Stone, no pun intended, Jaden Stone and Antoine Davis. But the rest is that, you know, I, I don't think he's really gotten it figured out yet. And I don't know. It's a little late in the season to be doing that. <laughs> and the worst part is, is that, you know, outside of Kyle LeGreer, who had a career high of nine points today, nine points. And A.J. Oliver had eight. I, the rest of the guys scored, a, you know, the rest of the rotation scored a grand total of two points total. Oh, my God. Two I points. Mean, I mean, I, seriously. I, I, so they had a rash. So he had a rash. Uh, so Mike Davis put in a Rashma Parks to uh, fill in for EJ. Uh, for EJ. See, we're gonna keep doing that. The EJ uh, Gerald thing. <laughs> Got to stop doing that. 
So Rashma Parks filled in for Gerald Liddell, and he got six rebounds, but he didn't score at all. That's who's replacing the double double machine. Yeah. You don't have to pick up. The, you don't have to pick up the slack on the boards. Antoine and Jaden Stone. Antoine <laughs> had seven rebounds and Jaden had nine. Like Jamezi Anderson had a nice uh, putback in. Oh, I think it was overtime. Great. That was his only two points. <laughs> I mean, no, that. I mean, I, that's a big problem. That is a big problem for Detroit Mercy not being able to figure out. Without Gerald Liddell, what does this team look like? Now that you have Jaden Stone, who's healthy, now that you, since you always have Antoine, who seems to be the only Detroit Mercy player to stay healthy, yeah. what does this team look like? And again, it seems like it's a question we continue to ask ourselves over and over and over again. Yeah. For the last five years in the Mike Davis era. <laughs> I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I'm on my answers, man. So, yeah, that's on them. Oakland looks pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, kind of alluded to it earlier, but, and like I said, Campy did too. Um, Jalen Moore being healthy is, yeah. I mean, when I did my midseason all-league teams, I he was one guy that I kind of noted, like, hey, he he's obviously good enough to be, I mean, one of the first five yeah. um, talent-wise. Without Just, a doubt. He's been dinged up. They've been playing intensely difficult teams. Um, yeah, I mean, he's back in league play, and he's back doing, you know, healthy, and he's doing huge things. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much single-handedly carried them down the stretch against uh, Northern Kentucky got fouled on two separate three-pointers, and then hit a he third He scored ball. the last nine points against Northern Kentucky. The last nine points. And, okay. I Six said it. straight free throws. That's insane. I said it during the game. At, oh, my God. If he had missed any of those three-pointers and not gotten fouled, Campy would have yanked him out of the game so bad. Those shots were... Me playing college hoops 2K, like run down the court and just shoot a one on four three pointer. <laughs> but he hit one and the other two he got fouled on. So, yeah, got him the win. Got, got him the win. win. Absolutely. Got that him the win. Impressive. That was, yeah, I mean. So, I mean, and it's what's what I saw that during that game, it looked like he tweaked something somewhere along the lines too yeah. during that stretch. Yeah. So I was thinking, yeah. holy crap, he's he's gonna be he's hurt. But apparently they, not. On that that flop technical, he came up gimpy and I don't know, man. I watching it live, I didn't really see anything that warranted the flop technical and then having him come up hurt. Like, come on. He didn't get hurt. Okay. He gets hurt a lot, but I don't believe he got injured flopping. I I don't know. That was, that one was questionable to me. By the way, not to, not to jump back to Detroit mercy, but how on earth does Mike Davis keep getting texts? 
He's gotten two in a row. He got he's gotten two and two straight. He's got one in two straight games. He got one on he got one on Friday, one on Sunday. Like what are you doing, man? Kind of starting to feel like he's a little bit done with this. Um, you know, Antoine being a senior and I mean he's gotten a lot of technicals this year, which he he's gotten them regularly ish in the past, but I don't know, just a lot of things. And um, yeah, there been situations <laughs> that just feel like a, a bit of a surrender at the end of games. No, this was at the beginning of the game. Oh, no, I just think in general. He just seems done. (laughs) I don't know if he is, but. Yeah, I mean, I know the one at Cleveland State, he was done. He was like, to hell with this. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. He was definitely done that game. But, yeah, I mean, it. but, again, it's a. And that was a game where, incidentally, that Cleveland State game, that was one where Gerald Liddell was there and did get a double-double. So, I don't know, to, but they didn't have Jaden Stone that game, I think. So, or maybe not. I don't know. See, it's <laughs> so I, it's so hard to figure out when people are in, when they're in, and when they're not. It's so, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's like you can't tell anymore because it's like their rotation is so, just like their performances are so erratic. Yeah, you know, it's just you, you can't tell. <laughs> It's so confusing. So. But yeah, go back to Oakland. Um, yeah, Jalen Moore. Um, hey, we got a we got a uh, we got a we got a winning shot from Rocket Watts too against yep. uh, against Wright State. So yeah, um, I don't think he's where I, I really don't think he's where we expected him to be. But he's inching a little closer. Yeah, and. Incrementally, <laughs> I tried to be a little bit more. His trajectory heading into this year kind of had me. I still bought into the hype. It, it looks like a little too much, but his trajectory heading into the year kind of reminded me of some of the guys, some of the Detroit guys, actually, where like freshman year on top of the world the season before they transfer over just kind of a guy. And as it turns out, the transfer doesn't get them back to like those freshman, sophomore year type production. It gets them to, you know, the guy who was a healthy scratch for like 11 or 12 games last year. Um, Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy who averaged, double digits as a freshman at Michigan State, averaging single digits at Oakland. Like, I mean, clearly we saw there's a bit of a gap between those two teams. Um, So it, I don't know, career just kind of, it looks like he's more the Mississippi State transfer than the Michigan State transfer. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I mean, again, it, it you know we're, we're they probably do need a little. They need do need more out of him, Oakland. But if we're being honest, they've won four straight games, so they don't need that much more. 
Yep. I mean, what they're giving, what he's giving him right now seems to be more than enough. Because <laughs> getting him wins. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And three of them against, I mean, <clears throat> that Wright State team, regardless, Wright State and Detroit, regardless of the standings, like, they're, they're teams that can clip you, you know? Yeah. Can... And yet they are just not, they're just, they just don't seem like they're on the right page. They just don't, because, they, you know, this is, this was a weekend where, this was a weekend where Wright State could have came back into the fold. They would have been 500 in the conference, and they could start looking forward towards, you know, being able to. They're looking towards effectively maybe jumping up a little higher in the standings. Now they got to do some serious soul searching. I mean, and it doesn't get any they, easier for them. Well, next week does. If they beat Milwaukee, I mean, they're going to be 500. <laughs> if they beat Milwaukee, keep key, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a guarantee or anything. But no, not a, not at all. But but yeah, that's gonna be a big one. But before they even get there, I mean, well, they're not gonna, they're obviously gonna get off the schneid of, against Green Bay, <laughs> or or are they? Yes. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm gonna say yeah. yes. I mean, they all treated. Right. Uh, Sorry, they treated IUPUI the way that everyone else has so far. So yeah, I think, and that, I don't think that's really going to change the problem with that. Yeah, I mean their result and Milwaukee's result against IUPUI were pretty much the same, just kind of easily coast to like a what was it, fifteen-ish point win, something um, like that. Yeah, yeah. There. So to me, regardless of what the standings say, those top nine are all just right there in it. Any game against any of them, yeah, you run the risk of getting clipped. Yes, which is why, I'm, which is incidentally why I'm glad that Cleveland State isn't. Where do they play it? Uh, Cleveland State doesn't play until Saturday, and they play IUPUI. <laughs> Another noon game in Indianapolis, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they do. They sure love their noon games. Let me tell you. Like across the board, it is crazy. Yeah, how many games? Yep, you're. They, yeah, I mean, you're basically an NFL team that pretty much is getting Sundays at one o'clock every week. <laughs> that's what the NFL thinks of you. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's, that's basically. I, except, except it's not. I, it's except it's not. It, it's not the NFL doing it. It's basically IUPUI scheduling them themselves at that time. Yeah. So that's on them. Um. So yeah, I want to talk about Green Bay. Green Bay did not do terribly this weekend, but they still lost. Yeah, I mean, oh and two, but they were they, a lot. The, I, the Cleveland State mentioned. game was just I. That was probably I. I hate to say this because it pains me so much to say this, but that Cleveland State game was probably their best chance to win this year in the conference Besides, outside of IPO, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that was their best chance to win because they. This was the one game, one of the only games where they were actually able to shoot the threes and they actually connected. Yeah. I, I, I thought I was living in crazy town when I was seeing, like, what is this? They started the game out. They hit four straight threes. They were up on Cleveland State 11-2. to two. 
How does that even happen? Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why? What, what, no. And, of course, Cleveland State cannot shoot three-pointers to save their lives, as they have not been able to. Although, don't sell that to Drew Louder, because that's basically all he did. And he did a lot of that. Yeah, Drew Louder saved their bacon. Let me. Drew Louder and Tristan Andrews saved their bacon. Yep. Because yep. it was it was them. And with yeah, it was like you know, Inner got twenty and Drew Louder got twenty one. And yeah, Drew Louder is the only person who could shoot three pointers on that team, with the exception of Yael Hill, and he's only on the. Th- I don't know what's going on with Yael Hill, but he only played thirteen minutes against the Green Bay. Oh. And he only played eleven against. I think he only played eleven against Milwaukee. That's hmm. strange to me. You would think that would be a guy I would see. I would have saw a lot more this year, this this week. But I yeah. did not know Danielle Robinson went with a large, probably the biggest lineup in the conference because you have a, yeah, because you he lined up, uh, he lined up to Sean Parker, but he also had. Tay Williams, who's 6'7", uh, <laughs> Jason Woodridge, who I believe is 6'8", Tristan Aru is also 6'8", and Spider is 6'9". That was their starting lineup no. against both against Milwaukee and Green Bay, against both of them. By the way, I was a little concerned about the uh, rebounding against Milwaukee, especially the last one. <laughs> but I looked at the stats, and they were even. They actually – the for both offensive rebounds and total rebounds, Milwaukee oh, wow. and Cleveland State were even. I was blown away by that. I did not realize that was the case. They got out-rebounded by – they did, however, get out-rebounded by Green Bay. Not on the and, offensive glass, though. And that's one thing that I've kind of felt is – And I don't understand it. Well, well, I mean, I would say a lot of – I mean, Milwaukee – Obviously, honestly, I would say both those teams, like, outside of, I mean, uh, Green Bay's leader in assists, essentially, that is Zay Blake, who's 6'4". Yeah. So, I mean, Something like that. Yeah, neither of them really have a point guard. Obviously, Contrell Pullian is, like, the size of a point guard, but he doesn't exactly play like one. Um, no. I mean, they kind of obviously work around it by, you know, being in constant motion. And anyway, I should. Uh, by the way, I should point. Uh, I did. I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I had to mention this now. Once again, anybody on that on that Milwaukee team can kill you. Yep. Any of them can do it because that's exactly what happened this weekend. I think that's BJ Freeman become, killed Cleveland State, and uh, yeah, that was. I think that's starting to become the blueprint for or that might start to become the blueprint for our league is just Anybody find, find 11 guys. dudes who all are okay with sharing the ball yeah. and go with the five that are doing the best that night. Yeah. So, yeah. So BJ Freeman killed Cleveland state on Thursday and Kentrell Pullian pulled, killed Purdue Fort Wayne on Saturday. Incidentally, <laughs> Kentrell Pullian only had what a assist against Purdue Fort Wayne because Marquise Browning had all of the assists. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way they play... How do you game plan for that? (laughs) It's not... um, The way they play isn't, like, so much of what you see where, you know... I mean, especially with the teams where, um, you know, you've got the one 
you've got the Antoine Davids, you've got the Mark Fuzzwarick, you've got you've got your guy, and you've also got you know your point guard Stone or Vincent. Yeah, um, they are just. They are constantly in motion. They're not just one guy standing at the top of the key waiting for, mm-hmm. you know, 12 or 15 seconds to run off the clock. Man, it is fun. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but, yeah, the, but yeah, going back to Cleveland State again, they and this is why Cleveland State and Milwaukee, I think, was so evenly matched up, is because those are two teams that any one of those players on either of those teams could kill you. Still, and, I, I'm no, going to be honest, I'm shocked that... So Cleveland State is a team that can obviously defend their butts off, yeah, and can run up and down the court. So I, yes. I'm very surprised that that game went the way it did. I, um, you know what? It, again, it was so I, I thought that was an evenly matched game. Yeah, I thought that was an evenly matched game, and that it came down to that last shot does not surprise me. That it, you know that. That they weren't able to win Cleveland State is a whole other thing, but <laughs> uh, but you know what? I mean, but we, I, I, I am, I am at least encouraged. I am at least, enc- and by the way, it wasn't even a game that that was a game that took them into overtime, and then Cleveland State kind of fell apart, and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, but but again, but again, that was a you know they, but. It, it showed you, it did go to show you that the, you know, the, 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 the coaching that they're bringing in now is helping. It, it's not weighing these, uh, the team, these teams down specifically Milwaukee and Cleveland state. And I know there was a lot of concern. There was a lot of concern in the off season for Cleveland state because they, you know, they lost Dennis Gates. They lost all these, uh, you know, they lost, you know, Three of their, you know, senior, you know, see, they, three of their seniors opted to spend their extra years elsewhere. But I think they're going to be okay. I mean, yeah. they're doing, they're four and two in the conference, and you know, they're they're playing IUPUI on Saturday, so they'll probably <laughs> be five and two. They'll have to play yeah, Purdue Fort Wayne, but you know, that's a whole other animal. The, it is a mastodon, I might add. Like... <laughs> I just realized I just did that. I'm okay. But no, and but even even but to the Cleveland State example, then you have the Milwaukee example where Bart Lundy comes in and basically completely remakes the team. Bart Lundy ex- basically did for Milwaukee what Dennis Gates did for Missouri. Bart Just Lundy, yes, well, uh, well, a bunch of guys that are one step below your level, yeah. that are absolutely kicking butt and bring yeah. them in. Exactly, and that's what he did, and that's exactly what he did, and now. They're they're gonna be in a fight for first. They they're in a first place battle. They're gonna yeah. be in a first place battle that you wish was on national television, but obviously isn't. <laughs> Way eh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, we didn't. Nobody. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a schedule maker, did you really think that was gonna be the case? Nope. No. But that's what. But that's that's what happened. Yep. I mean, and. And again, you're doing it with guys who are, but but he did the same thing. But and and looking at kind of what, and, and looking at, the, at Bart Lundy's roster again, you're looking at, again guys who came in from the by and large, you know, he's got a couple of the D1 transfers. I mean, Jalen Johnson and Ahmad Rand, 
but a lot of the JUCOs, Justin Thomas is a JUCO, obviously. Um, well, Keon Edwards also a, uh, a Nebraska guy. But, I mean, B.J. Freeman, JUCO guy. D'Angelo Stewart, Stewart, JUCO guy. I mean, I mean even Marquise Browning is a JUCO guy. So, yeah. I mean, Bartley, yeah, to your point, Bartley is doing exactly what, actually what Dennis Gates did at Cleveland State. Except <laughs> obviously true. Cleveland, except uh, except Bart Lundy obviously had a three month uh, head start <laughs> for obvious reasons. But yeah, but as far as Cleveland State's concerned, I think they, you know, th- this will probably be an easier weekend for them, um, with the noted exception of Purdue Fort Wayne, because I think Purdue yeah, Fort man. Wayne is going to be definitely looking for. They need to bounce back. I'm 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 I, I'm I'm concerned that Cleveland State's in their way. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it that way, because I, I they Purdue Fort Wayne seems to be off. I don't know why they seem off, but they seem off. Is it because they basically their you know their front court is pretty much raw petty, and <laughs> occasionally because Bobby Plunutis is a wing, he's yeah. a wing. He's not. He's not your traditional bang uh, bang in the I glass. Mean, he has the ability to do that, but that's not his game. Rob Petty That's was Rob- almost all they needed in the paint the other day. <laughs> Except it was, yeah. And, but then you turn around, yeah. But then you turn around uh, with Milwaukee and all those high flyers, and no, that's exactly that. That absolutely didn't happen. It weren't even really that. I mean, it didn't seem like Purdue Fort Wayne was all that crisp against Green Bay either, because Green well, Bay came was, back on them. Yeah, that was kind of. Um, you used to be able to say what I said earlier about IUPUI, where everyone's beaten them by about 15 points pretty yeah. casually. Uh, used to be able to say that about Green Bay until this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, power ranking spoilers. Yeah, Green Bay's not dropping. <laughs> Green Bay's so, not going to be last in the. Well, the, they're. I mean, unless something crazy happens. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's. Yeah, Cleveland State, came, you came very close to. You came very close to being ninth in the power rankings. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Just don't. Oh. Um, we talked about Robert Morris, and wow, that was, yeah, they uh, they do. We're recording this on Sunday, obviously, so we're not catching the uh, the Monday night affair with IUPUI, which we assume will be a win. But man, they did that. I want to know what happened to them in the second half of that Youngstown State game, man, because they got trucked. <laughs> I mean, it was, they were all, I'm pretty sure it was, I think it was a two point game at halftime. Yep. A uh, two point game at halftime. And they lost by like 22. And that's only because, you know, everybody emptied their benches at the end of the game. No, I'm sorry. It was a four point game. My bad. Yeah, it was a yeah, four point four game at, it was a 29 25 game at halftime. And then whoosh. I mean, whoosh is basically the only adjective I can use to describe that, <laughs> oh. because that was that was not a good start for that. That second half was just all kinds of bad for them. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, which it, actually no, it, actually it gets it somehow gets worse because they were uh, they gotten to they gotten to twenty nine twenty seven with uh, a minute into the second half. They were within oh, two points yeah. a minute into the second half, and then uh, once again, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's uh, maybe a point to 
well, no, I mean, obviously, yeah, they they got dominated by, um, yeah, I mean, a team that's very much in that running for first in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, and funny thing is, they're almost definitely going to turn around and end up one game behind the team that just trounced them. <laughs> yeah. God, this league is crazy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So- Youngstown State was looking to take some. Uh, take, yeah, they they definitely were looking to. Uh, they heard what you said about their net ranking, so they wanted to. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they needed to up. not. Yeah, they they needed to get. They needed to bounce. They wanted. They wanted to take out their loss on uh, uh, on Purdue Fort Wayne on somebody, and this weekend it was Robert Morris and IUPUI. Funny enough, by the way, IUPUI's uh, yeah, Youngstown State's uh, net surprisingly did not drop all that much, but then again, you got to remember they also pounded uh, pounded IUPUI by what thirty one. I think I think I think it's oh. I think it's okay. I, I mean, I think it's okay to, you know, when you win by 31 again, when you win by 31 against, uh, you know, net number 361, I think they give you a little bit of a pass on the net rankings. Don't make you drop that far. <laughs> oh, dude, that game was over so fast. Yeah. I apologize, Youngstown State fan. This is actually a game I did not watch. I was actually out and about during this time. Also, you were stuck in between two games, you know, you were stuck in between two games that were of great interest to a lot of people. You were stuck in between the Purdue Fort Wayne Milwaukee game and the Green Bay Cleveland State game. Um yeah. I mean, but you guys won by 31. I mean, what you made I mean, Youngstown State made it look easy. I mean, it really did. Dude, it was 4 to 3. IUPUI. And then Youngstown State rattles off 21 points in a row. Was it 21? I thought it was like 23. Oh. It was like, yeah, it was like 20. I thought it was like, t- they were up four you to nothing. Cleveland they State was nothing. about to get off the hook for that Ohio game, huh? Oh, my bad. It was 24 points they rattled off. 40, 24 straight points. So, they went, yeah, so IUPUI went up four to nothing, feeling pretty good about themselves, okay. and then... <laughs> You know, I, I thought about this. I, there's a the oh, there's this really terrible movie called The Great White Hype, where Damon Wayans is playing a boxer and he gets hit, and he turns around, looks at the guy who hits him, and says, "Are you trying to embarrass me?" And I, that's exactly what this was. <laughs> they got four points off, and then the, IUPUI got four points off, and then Youngstown State. Rattled off 24 straight, and they're like, no, you guys aren't coming anywhere near the lead ever oh my again. Gosh, that and was... that is exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, and, and you feel and bad I... because IPY actually scored 74 points. Chris yeah, Austin like... actually got a double-double. The... But apparently okay. they forgot to play. Apparently there was no defense. The second half, they actually played significantly better. They just got pace to play over 100. Like... It was just they got Chalupa, man. That's that's reserved for D non division one teams. That's reserved for Texas. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I went there, guys. <laughs> they, oh, they got like they. It was a lot more back and forth in the second half because I mean, obviously, at that point, Youngstown had kind of um, 
you know, taking their foot off the gas was getting some other guys' minutes. By the way, Youngstown State shot 52% from three-point, from three-point range that game. 52%. They shot, and they they hit 18 three-pointers. 18. They incidentally, yeah. They incidentally got out rebounded by one, but you know you don't really need to rebound when you're hitting like fifty percent a year. They they total field goal percentage was fifty nine percent. Yeah, you you don't really need to worry about your rebounding when you're hitting all your shots. Chris Austin was the leading scorer in the game. He was the leading. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah. it's because young got a double double. Yeah, Youngstown obviously got some other guys in. I mean, they got, like, everybody in. Oh, wait, I see what happened. So, I'm guessing at the end of the game, Chris Shelton started shooting threes again. <laughs> he hit four of them again. John uh, John Lovelace Jr., who I didn't realize was that prolific a three-point shooter, hit four of them, too. He had yeah, 16. He, he had, I think he hit some of them during the early half. on. Yeah, yeah Lovelace was playing early on. Yeah. But that was a good t- that was a good game for Youngstown State because you know now they because they basically you know Jared Calhoun was able to basically take all of his play a team uh, all of his you know, players out to get some rest because they got to play they got to go up to Michigan and play Detroit Mercy and uh, Oakland this week so probably not the probably a good thing that they're doing that that's gonna be man I think that Detroit Mercy game is gonna be another shootout <laughs> I mean it is. Only yeah, so so uh, Antoine, Jaden Stone. I hope you're rested up because uh, you're gonna have to do that again. Uh, for that game, they're gonna need Liddell back. So that they're to have him back yeah. for their case. Or for they their... do need Liddell back. Oh yeah, yeah, because there's there's absolutely no way they're gonna get they're gonna get crushed <laughs> on the boards if they do that. Malik Green, Adrian Nelson will have a field day. <laughs> so, do we miss anybody? I felt like we miss it. We miss somebody. Um. I don't think Robert Morris wants us to re- to to repeat what happened to them. Um, did you do? Right? Unfortunately, it was definitely. Uh, unfortunately, it was not cheeks for weeks this time. <laughs> sorry, no, guys. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Didn't yeah. Maybe better luck next week. <laughs> Although you are playing, oh, you also are playing Detroit Mercy and I uh, and Oakland. So. I mean, I, I think they get better. I think it, they'll fare better. I don't they know if they're going to come out with any wins, but yeah. Well, they're definitely going to fail Barrett against IUPY, obviously. <laughs> so, But yeah, that's basically... Yeah, we didn't miss anybody, did we? I think that was it. I feel, I mean, like, I feel like there's somebody else that's in there, but I don't know who it is. Right State kind of by... We talked about by Foxy. <laughs> we did. Um, man, that, that's another team that's going to be... I'm scratching my head. Oh, yeah, we did. We talked a little bit about them because we, you know, mentioned that they're probably going to win against Green Bay and then probably going to have their hands full against Milwaukee, as we expect them to. So, yeah, we talked about them yeah. by proxy. Anyway, so good luck with the power rankings. I'm sure it's a little. It's going to be a little clearer this week. This week, I think I'll be okay-ish. You gotta have Milwaukee number one. I actually don't. Um, what? Honestly. How? I mean, am I gonna have them over a team that just destroyed them when that team hasn't lost since either? 
Uh, all right, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm sure it's going to make a lot of people happy. So, yeah, HorizonRoundTable.com, yeah, you'll be able to see that on John's thing. He'll come out this week. So, um, that'll wrap it up. And in addition to HorizonRoundTable.com, you can pull us up where podcasts are found. And, of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So, uh, tune in next week, which I'm sure will be a yet another best. But until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>